are now listening to the podcast 82488. It had been another unremarkable, sticky summer evening in the southernmost tip of Vietnam, and the wind never traveled this far down the coast because it often got tired before it could ever reach it. But this time, the wind made the taxing journey south, braving the humidity just for Lee. And that was a selection from today's novel, The Fortunes of Jaded Women, by author Carolyn Quinn. Page 8 Snoitzederp at Page 24 Priscilla almost kicked him under the table, but her secondhand embarrassment had a hold on her, and she felt frozen in the moment. Like her legs were trapped between rocks, and the water around her kept rising every time she struggled to break free. The water was at neck level when it came to Mark these days, and she was afraid that if she continued to struggle, she'd have no other option but to allow the ocean to swallow her whole. In the darkest corner of her heart, a part of her was ready to disappear into the black water forever, especially when he did things like this, she felt utterly alone, even when someone was right in front of her. I've been living here since I was three, the young waitress said as she put her hand on her hip, staring down at Mark incredulously. My family is from Rochbury. Ah, Rochbury, Mark exclaimed, his suspicions turning into relief after finding common ground between them, as if he, too, was from Rochbury. I lived in Bangkok after I graduated from uni. Best years of my life. Who'd have thought a young boy from the Sheffield countryside who lived among the sheep would wind up in Southeast Asia living among the elephants? The waitress's eyes glazed over tired of all the white men proclaiming their love for Southeast Asia as if it were their little secret. She turned toward Priscilla and asked her what she wanted to eat. Priscilla, feeling self-conscious, simply ordered the bad is you with a tofu, two and a half stars. She could feel Mark's eyes bore into hers. I swear, I'm more Asian than my girlfriend sometimes, Mark said jokingly, handing the menu to the waitress. The waitress gave Priscilla a look before shooting Mark a placating smile, then walked away. Priscilla shivered, and she felt her anxiety unleash and run down her all the way to her red-bottomed heels. She could have sworn that the waitress had given her a judgmental look, or a look of pity, the type of pity that screamed, why would you settle for such mediocrity? Priscilla didn't have an answer, just like how she didn't have an answer for her mother. 
these women didn't know what went on behind closed doors. She needed Mark. She had no one else in her life. I have to use the loo, Mark said. I'll be right back. When he got up, he planted another sloppy kiss on Priscilla's head, feeling his lips against her thick. Page 88. Mother's delicate frame avoiding the necklace. She didn't have the strength to meet her mother's hooded eyes because she wasn't ready to let go yet. Despite all the ugly words that had been exchanged months prior, this necklace belonged to your great-great-grandmother, Oh Yong, her mother said in a raspy voice, breaking the silence. Wasn't she the one responsible for the curse on this family? Lee asked. Why would you wear such a cursed object around your neck? Don't we already have enough bad luck following the women in this family? They finally made eye contact. Her mother's eyes bored into Lee, and this time she was looking at her differently, possibly seeing her for who she was for the first time in her life. Before, the only looks they could give each other were disappointment and scowls. Her mother didn't respond. Instead, she attempted to sit up, her lungs struggling from the sheer physicality of such a simple act. Despite Lee's protest to lie down, she managed to get herself in an upright position. She took off the jade necklace and wrapped it in Lee's hand, her heavy breathing a reminder of the limited time they had together. Was I a disappointment, meh? Lee asked quietly, unsure what to do with the necklace. It just lay there, waiting for her to accept it and give it a new home for a new generation. Her mother's eyes began to flicker, fading in and out. She fought to stay present. She managed to close Lee's fist around the necklace, her hand lingering. No, Lee, I am the one who is a disappointment. I should have done more as your mother instead of blaming you for things that were out of your control. One day, Lee, you will be a mother and you will know what sacrifice means. I know you will be a better mother than I ever was. Lee didn't remember much of what happened after. She just remembered the wind that day, how it felt against her puffy cheeks as she wept against her mother's lifeless body. It had been another unremarkable, sticky summer evening in the southernmost tip of Vietnam, and the wind never traveled this far down the coast because it often got tired before it could ever reach it. But this time, the wind made the taxing journey south, braving the humidity just for Lee. It came to help dry her tears. War had just broken out between the north and the south. There were rumors of the United States intervening, and her father was gone. She was unsure which, the end, the fortunes of jaded women.
books on the website 82488.com. That's numbers 824, the word 80.